Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandra Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you listen to this episode. So I am just going to jump right into it because we have a guest episode today that I'm super, super, super excited about. We have Vianney over here. Well, not over here. She's literally not here. She is in this episode today, but she is the founder of Status Flow Collective, which is an education, empowerment, and coaching business that transforms and elevates your life through the power of your period. Yes, you guys. Y'all heard me right. I said your period as in your menstrual cycle. So her brand's mission is to challenge and disrupt the status quo of menstrual cycles. And this is something that I have been feeling so, so passionate about. As you guys know, I think I talked about this way back in January. I believe it was January. I actually used to be on birth control for a really, really long time. I had really heavy periods when I first started to get my period. It was so heavy to the point where I had to get um, iron transfusions. Like I had to go into the hospital. They had to do an IV, give me iron because my iron was so low. I actually have a genetic bleeding disorder that basically makes me bleed a little bit heavier than a normal person. And so for me, going on birth control when I was really young was sort of a way of preventing me from having these really heavy periods. And as a you know consequence, I guess, of me being on birth control for so long I ended up actually not getting periods anymore and I ended up not really learning my body and learning my cycle in the way that I wanted to and so in the year 2020 earlier this year I decided to get my IUD removed and I decided to do that simply because I wanted to really learn my body. I wanted to learn about my hormones. I wanted to learn about my cycle. I wanted to learn about myself when I wasn't 
on a hormonal birth control. And this has been such a journey for me. I have really enjoyed it. I don't know if any other, I mean, I'm sure some of you guys listening out there would be like, you, you don't mind your period, right? I know some of us, we all have different period experiences, but for me, it has been so empowering and so enlightening to really learn about my cycle and learn about how long it is, learn about different things. And I have actually found that since, um, before, like how my periods were before when I wasn't on the ID and before the birth control and how they are now is so completely different. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Like I remember having horrific experiences with my period where it was so heavy. I would have these awful blood blood clots. I would have these awful cramps, these awful symptoms. And now I've gotten to the point where I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's through my learning process and through some of the things that Vianney and I actually chat about in this episode. I've gotten to the point where I don't really experience cramps at all, you guys. My bleeding is down to a very minimal level. I actually had an appointment right before I moved where I went to a blood doctor. We ran a bunch of different tests, some that I am still paying for right now <laughs> lol <laughs> but we ran a bunch of different tests and i got numbers back and my bleeding disorder is actually not as bad as it used to be which is so crazy the doctor found it like kind of like miraculous that the numbers changed to the point where now i have close to normal numbers even though i still bleed a little bit more than the average individual but you guys i digress I am just, that's just some of the stuff that I found myself really leaning into in terms of learning about myself, learning about my body and linking that up to learning about how I manifest, right? And so Vianney and I are actually chatting a lot about that in this episode. We're talking not only about periods, but about the power of linking your cycle to your manifestation process, to your creation process, whether that be in your life, in your business, linking it also to productivity, right? Around what time in your cycle should you really be powering through around what time in your cycle should you be leaning into rest how do foods play into your cycle and how do foods play into how you experience symptoms during the pms part of your cycle the luteal phase the phase the luteal phase all that sort of stuff and so if you guys are not even familiar with some of these terms i'm discussing we get into that and she explains all of that in this episode so it is a juicy one so vianney actually guides her clients to healthier menstrual cycles so that they can move from the edge of exhaustion, move from low moods, move from burnout, move from overscheduled days, stop hustling and improve their health and invite them into just creating more flow and balance in their lives. So I am so excited, like I said, for this episode. This was actually an episode that was a exclusive in the Manifest Daily membership for a couple of months now. And I really just found that this episode was so powerful, so insightful, and so important for every single woman out there to listen to, not only to hear Vianney's messages, but to learn about things, again, around your menstrual cycle, around hormonal birth control, and around really leaning into how you can use your cycle in order to create a more productive and more powerful manifest manifestation process and just again creation process in your life in general so I am going to stop blabbering because I feel like this is the longest intro of me being like it's going to be a short intro and then obviously it's like never a short intro and we are just going to dive into this conversation with me and Vianney and if you enjoyed this one go ahead and check out the show notes down below so you can find Vianney on social media give her a follow over there tell her that you found her through the Manifest Daily podcast of course and let's go ahead and dive into this amazing conversation with Vianney and myself. Hi, Vianney. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. 
thanks so much for inviting me on. I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So let's just go ahead and dive right into like all the things that we want to know. Tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do in your business, who you serve, all the juicy details. Okay, so ooh, we're getting straight into it. All right, so yes. my name's Vianney and I'm the founder of Status Flow Collective. Um, and I'm also a licensed success, success coach, a menstrual cycle alignment expert, and I'm the host of the Periods and Power Moves podcast as well. Um, so what I technically do is I help um, people with periods and I help them to really let go of their energy draining period problems, right? so that they can stop letting their period problems hold them back from stepping into who they really are and what they're really here to do in this world. And so I like to call that their powerful, intuitive, feminine energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and to really help them to step into whether it's a leadership role, but just authenticity through and through. So I do this by guiding them into healthier menstrual cycles so that they can really move past whatever's exhausting them, whatever's burning them out, um, whether that be their low moods or their overscheduled calendars, right? So they can just stop hustling and just improve their health um, by inviting more flow, more harmony, more ease and balance into their lives. Oh my gosh, I love that. I specifically love um, that you work with just helping women with their cycles. Um, personal story, like a little bit of a tangent. I think when I first introduced myself to you, I kind of talked about how I had just transitioned off of birth control and was yeah. really looking to get to know my body through understanding my cycle and really um, understanding like just the different moods and cravings and all the different things that we know goes along with different women's cycles and basically understanding the uniqueness of your body. So I love that you do this work, um, commend you on it, of course. And I kind of am very curious, like how did you actually get into this work? Was this something you were always interested in or how did that sort of start for you? No, 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 no. This is not something I was always interested in. It was completely off my radar um, well, actually, the science part of my work, because I, you know, everything to do with your menstrual cycle is science back. So the science part of my work, absolutely. I've got a Bachelor of Science and I actually um, one of the foundation studies within my science degree was about human biology, the female body, the reproductive system, anatomy, physiology, and all of those things, which has now come back into being super useful for me. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was like, okay. Um, but no, so um, back in 2018, I um, had a hormonal breakdown. So when I say a hormonal breakdown, it actually was a hormonal breakdown. So um, it was a couple of months after I got married. And when I, after my wedding, um, I was just completely overwhelmed with not only just planning for the weddings and stuff, but I say weddings because we had to. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I love it. But I was also managing multiple clients um not within this coaching business i used to actually be a makeup artist and educator and a product development consultant oh my gosh i love that i also did like freelance makeup artistry as well uh during i, <laughs> <laughs> I love that okay. yes yeah, so my background has um was in the beauty industry for about 14 years and you know after like working for everything that I needed to work for the, for the wedding, I, I had two full-time employees within my makeup business and I was just like managing and juggling so many different things. So after the wedding, I kind of like hit a wall and I was just like, oh 
oh my god I'm finally able to be mm-hmm. and this kind of brought up a lot of like different emotions that maybe I was trying to suppress a few years earlier so one crazy night I had this just incredibly disruptive rage fit it's the only way I can describe it um and when I look back in the past I can actually see where there were times where I was actually going into these like deep depressive lows um, around the time of my cycle. And, you know, I just didn't make that link between my mental health and my menstrual health, which not every person does, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're miseducated. So um, I remember my husband saying to me, like, I feel like we're always going around in circles, like one minute, it's all good. And the next minute, it's just like shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so interesting that he actually used that phrase because we were going around in cycles. It was literally a cycle. It was oh, wow. Circle because it was, you know, based on where I was hormonally in my menstrual cycle. But anyway, so I had this night of a breakdown, which I now like to call breakthrough because if I didn't have that breakdown, I would not be able to be doing the work that I'm doing now, which I'm so passionate about and obsessed with. Mm-hmm. But I had this breakdown and a couple of months after the breakdown, I was actually diagnosed with something called PMDD. Mm-hmm. so it's called the actual proper phrase I mean name for it is premenstrual dysphoric disorder and it's a hormone-based mood disorder so it is a, a disorder that affects the natural fluctuations that you actually have within your menstrual cycle in a negative way so our hormones do fluctuate because we're mm-hmm. changing week to week but this was like a negative reaction and 15% of women who are diagnosed with PMDD will attempt suicide And I actually had multiple cases of like suicide ideation and stuff like that when I was going through all of my dark periods. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was diagnosed with PMDD and it affects one in 20 women. Wow. Exactly. So this is something I'm like, right. So it's not only the PMDD thing I need to talk about. It's, you know, raising the awareness of actually how powerful your menstrual cycle can be. Mm. But I was diagnosed with this and I remember being seen by a specialist and they said to me, my options were to manage the symptoms for the rest of my life, which was like a no, because I'm literally having one week out of the month where I feel like a normal person, um, or have antidepressants. And I was like, none of these options suit me. They're not my portion. So I was like, there must be a way for me to heal this holistically. Cause I really back then and still today, the mind body connection for me is something that I really, really value. So I went about on my journey, just discovering more about PMVD and understanding my menstrual cycle. And they say, you know, when you're ready, you find the teacher, the books fly off the shelves and all of these things mm-hmm. start suddenly unfolding for you. So, um, yeah, after five months of being diagnosed with PMVD, I had zero symptoms, which was like a bit of a mind blow moment for people in the PMVD community because been some of them have been suffering with it for so long, so many yeah. years, undiagnosed, right? and everyone just wanted to know what I did on how I did it and you know what I've been doing so I was like okay I've helped I've freed myself right and this is one of my favorite quotes free yourself free others and then serve every day Nelson Mandela said that and I literally Mm -hmm. hold that so true to my heart because I feel like I was able to free myself from something that was so toxic right it was a vicious cycle and in doing in freeing myself I've been able to free others by setting up this platform and this coaching business and you know dismantling and disrupting the 
the narrative that lies with menstruation and women's health and all of these things. So I set up this coaching business and it has been something that I now know that is my life's work. Like I am meant to do this work. I was meant to have that breakdown, right? Mm -hmm. I was meant to be the period girl. But back (laughs) then I was like, well, I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd be talking about periods my whole life, but Oh my gosh. God's got a plan, right? (laughs) Wow. Like I literally had, I want to say probably like five moments when you were talking, when you just gave me chills, just with all of the different things you were saying that I could, again, personally connect to. And I know a lot of the listeners will be able to also personally connect to, especially as you're talking about sort of um, going through those tribulations with your mental health, right? And those lows and those periods of kind of like how your husband described it going in a cycle and I think when you're in that sometimes it's like you feel very insane because I've found myself in some of those cycles too where you're just like what is this like am I depressed like is it the world like what is it and to have you to to actually like get a diagnosis I think is really important because it's like now you have a name on something and you can kind of figure out okay what are my next steps I can take to manage this or at least understand it better and then now it's like linked to your your uh, cycle and you can be like okay now I can understand my cycle better in order to help myself heal um I think that's really really powerful and oh just I'm, I'm getting chills I think and I think it's it's also like you said bringing the awareness to it because I've never heard of that disorder and I think that seems a little bit problematic, especially with it being so prevalent and the fact that as women, we are going to have our periods and we are going to, like, there's a possibility we could have this disorder. Like, it should be talked about or there should be some sort of thing where it's integrated into our health system. Like, okay, you started your period. Like, maybe we should, um, th- there should be screening questions or something asked at the doctor's office often yeah. to see if this is happening to you. And I've never heard of it or had a, a my OBGYN or anyone mention this to me and I think that's really problematic um yeah. especially when mental health um issues are also like really big too and there if there's that connect there we should be kind of and so many women have been misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder because the mm. symptoms look so similar and you know it's like I for years I was not for years maybe for years I was just, just something was in the back of my mind where I was just thinking like am I bipolar? Like, why do I feel so different all the time? Right. And it's just so interesting because, you know, the work I do now is like linked to working with your subconscious mind and understanding the energetics that, you know, come to play as a part of your whole being, right. Not just your physical body. Um, And, you know, this isn't spoken about, you go to your, you, you go to your doctors or you go to your GP and they do not ask you, where are you in your mind, your menstrual cycle right now? They don't mm-hmm. ask you, you know, what does your menstrual cycle look like? What kind of symptoms do you have? Blah, 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 blah. They do not ask you that, but they should. Because in 1995, it was actually deemed by the um, obstetricians and the gynecologists in the American college that, that your menstrual cycle is your fifth vital sign. So it's just wow. checking your blood pressure, your heart rate, your breathing temperature, your body temperature, all of these things your menstrual cycle should be checked as well, right? If you've got- Wow, yeah. It's that important. It's an actual barometer for your health. Wow. I'm like- (laughs) I'm sat back like, No, I'm sitting back because I'm just like, as you're talking about this, I'm like, you know, even in my exploration of wanting to find 
a doctor I feel aligned with this. Like, are there doctors out there who understand that, right? And there probably are, and who are practicing that sort of medicine, that holistic medicine, where they're integrating yeah. that knowledge into their practice and it's helping the patients understand it. Functional um, medicine, right? It's mm-hmm. getting to the root of the problem and not just here you go, take a pill, right? This yeah. pill is going to um, subside your symptoms. But what people don't realize is when they do take hormonal contraception. Um, and this is a whole other podcast, by the way, babe. Oh, <laughs> I think, you, I think you, are real questions on this. I don't know. You know <laughs> but when you do take hormonal contraception, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, you're reducing the symptoms that you have. But at the same time, you are giving your, you're putting yourself at risk for more symptoms to come up because you've been on that contraception, which come up after you've come off the contraception, right? Yes. <laughs> which is so. what I've been dealing with as well on my own, just sort of. Trying to because I've been on um birth control ever since I was literally like as soon as I got my period because it was so heavy and I had a bleeding disorder and they were like, Well, let's just put her on birth control and and that'll control it, right? And so, all my life, that's all I knew. And so, now it's like coming off of it, it's like it's a whole new world. It's like trying to really, it's like you really do feel things differently, you start to um understand your moods differently, you see the connections between things where you're like, Oh, like oh, I feel this way, my, my period must be coming soon. Or I never had that experience. It sounds so simple, like people talking about like PMS and things like that. And it's like, I never experienced any of that. Yeah. Like actually for most of my, um, the, the time that I've had my cycle, I never actually had periods. Like the birth control just stopped it completely, which is yeah. also when you think about it, so insane and so unnatural, but it's like what we're used to when we go on birth control and they're, and it's kind of like a selling point for some of these pills and these contraceptive methods of like, you don't have to deal with your period. Like you don't have yeah. to deal with any of it. Right. And I really fed into that. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to have to deal with it. Like, I don't want to have to, you know what I mean? And then now yeah. it's like, it's sort of like, uh, I, cause I'm like looking at your hair and I love your puff by the way, literally living for it. <laughs> but it's kind of like how I think of it or where I compare it is like the natural hair movement and how we were fed this, this thing with the relaxers and, yeah. we saw that that's how it had to be and and it's like once you kind of come off of it and you're like wait a second like that's actually not what I want that was actually we're sort of brainwashed into thinking that was normal and that was yeah. what we wanted or what we should want right that is and, such a good metaphor for it <laughs> I'm not, really? I'm here right now I just um read I just washed my hair yesterday and I did like my twist so they're under here dry and I'm like oh yes. maybe I should pop tomorrow <laughs> when I take off my twist so yeah but But, um, yeah it's like a rite of passage isn't it yeah it is you turn a certain age and then all of a sudden you're like oh I'm gonna go on birth control but we're only fertile five to six days out of the entire month so Mm -hmm. why do we need to suppress our cycles or suppress ovulation which oh my god it's such a story but can you get into that (laughs) so many nutrients that we need in order to survive and you know, the reason why you probably were saying that you were like, oh, I never felt that or I never had that connection before is because it literally suppresses everything. So it turns off the communication between your brain and your ovaries. Your brain, when you're in your reproductive years, so from the time that you start your periods up until menopause, during your reproductive years, you, you go through these phases, right? And you go through these different changes in your menstrual cycle and your brain is actually changing up to 25% during each phase of your cycle. Oh, wow. And each phase of your cycle is like, give or take a week. Mm-hmm. Right? So every single week, when you think about it, your brain is changing, right? So 
of course you're not going to feel the same way that you did last week because you've got a new brain technically, right? Wow. The whole body is adapting to the different hormone blends that are going on within your body. So when you're on hormonal birth control, it's like you're just like in this phaseless, like... I don't know. This it's place. just a void. <laughs> it's just a phaseless void, right? It's just yeah. a place. And, you know, you're, you're really, like, cutting off the, the source of power that you have because that is what your, your period power essentially is, is a route back to you, is a route mm-hmm. back for you to tap into your authenticity and your truth and your voice and why you're here, right? So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I really want to circle back to sort of us talking about emotions and moods. Because I feel like we've kind of been on that topic in, a, in different capacities right now. But um, can you sort of explain how our cycles line up with certain feelings and moods, right? So going back to what I said about some people saying like, you know, PMS, I'm, I'm, I'm having these cravings or um, I'm feeling sad or whatever it is. And that sort of lines or that's the signal for them that their period is coming in a week or however. Like, how is that something where um, it's sort of across the board or does that change for women? Do some women not have PMS? Like, how does that work? So first of all, PMS is common right? But mm-hmm. it's not normal, right? Mm. We're not meant to be suffering. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. We've adapted this, this, this narrative, this programming that during that, that time in your cycle, we're meant to suffer. It's meant to be this way. No, it's not, right? Mm. It doesn't have to be that way. Our bodies are designed perfectly and when your body isn't working perfectly, that's a signal, that's a red flag, right? So the reason why you probably experience um, PMS symptoms is because you've got, a, an, you've got too much estrogen in your body, mm. right? So that's a hormone, it's one of the sex hormones that um, runs the experience of your menstrual cycle. But if I was to explain how your mood shifts through each phase of your cycle, is that what you're looking for? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I just can, sort of understanding that shift. Yeah, I can describe it um, in a way that everybody loves, and that is talking about your inner seasons. Mm-hmm. So our bodies, like if you have a uterus, our bodies are designed to serve us, right? So when they're serving us, we can then show up and serve others, right? So just like nature, we have spring, summer, autumn, winter, and like everything works in cycles, right? We've got day and night, we've got life and death, we've got, you know, the tidal waves, we've got the circadian rhythm, we have got our menstrual cycles. Mm -hmm. And with that, there are inbuilt inner seasons that you actually have the power to leverage. And so I'm just going to walk you through those seasons now. Mm -hmm. So your, like I said, those five blends that you have of those um, sex hormones in, in, in your menstrual cycle, I'm going to tell you what they are. So testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, follicle stimulating hormone, and luteinizing hormone. Okay. Don't worry too much about them right now, but just know that those four, um, five hormone blends, when they're moving around in your menstrual cycle at any given point, they're actually changing how you feel mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. And yeah, those are the ones, right? <laughs> so how you're, how you're feeling um, then goes into those four phases. So we've got four phases in our menstrual cycle. We've got our follicular phase, we've mm-hmm. got our um, ovulatory phase, we've got our luteal phase, and we've got men- our menstrual phase, also known as our bleeding phase or our period. Okay. okay. So your period is not your cycle. Your cycle is the entire 
months, right? Or the entire 28 days or 30 days, however long your cycle is, um, where these hormone blends are changing week to week. So back to the season. So let's start with your menstrual phase. So your actual period. So you can liken this to winter. Okay. Right. So when it's winter, we know it's time to rest. It's time mm-hmm. to get cozy. cozy. <laughs> Hibernate. It's time to, you know, just take a minute, take a peaceful pause, right? And that's what we're meant to be doing with our bodies during that time. So during your period, you are not meant to be linear. You are not meant to be doing all of these things. It's more of a time of reflection. It's more of a time of sitting back. Okay. And tuning into the wisdom because during this phase, it is like a death and a rebirth. So the minute you start bleeding, you're shedding, right? And when mm. you think about that metaphorically, you are shedding, you are letting go of what no longer serves you. Your body's cleaning itself out. It's getting ready for a new cycle, right? Okay. So really during that time, it is time to let go of what's no longer serving you. Think about what you want to come into your life. And I always say cycles are cycle. Your menstrual cycle is a cycle of opportunity, mm. right? It's a cycle for more wisdom, to sharpen your intuition, all of these things. But anyway, your mood during this time is going to be a little bit better than it was the phase before, which is your pre-menstrual phase, right? Mm-hmm. That time where you can have PMS. So I always say that your winter phase, your inner winter is like, you just have so much more clarity, right? You can, when you, if your periods are, um, if your hormones are aligned and balanced and you're honoring and respecting your cycle, you will have so much more clarity during this phase. If you take Mm -hmm. a moment to be still, right? You can hear so much when you're still, right? Mm -hmm. So the next phase is your follicular phase. So this is when you stop bleeding and this is what you can call your inner spring. So your inner spring, when you think about spring, we are thinking about new beginnings, mm-hmm. a fresh start, um, time to plan, brainstorm, maybe try new things. So your mood during this time is playful, right? And you're curious. You want to know like what you want to ask yourself, actually, not what you want to know. You want to ask yourself, what am I curious about? What do I want to create? Um, what do I want to start or build or you know, what are my intentions for this month? Or what do I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So you're playful. Um, and you're not quite ready to be back in the world yet. So don't force yourself because you've just stopped bleeding, right? You're still, okay. it's a process, yeah? Um, and then you go into your inner summer. So your inner summer is um, your ovulatory phase. And the reason why is because it's a big event, okay? So summer's all about parties, events, maybe mm-hmm. not so much now. <laughs> But it's all about like a big event, right? You're being really sociable and ovulation is a big event, okay? So ovulation, you're releasing an egg um, and that egg is on its way to be fertilized or it's not, yeah? As simple as that. And that's in layman's terms. But so when you think about summer, you're thinking about um, like abundance of energy, abundance of time, abundance of patience, motivation. Mm -hmm. You've got lots of stamina and you're also very magnetic, Mm -hmm. yeah? You, You have this, this aura about you because the your communication skills are on point and it's a really great time for you to ask for what you want so in terms Mm -hmm. of your mood you can do a lot during this phase right you can do you know that time when you think to yourself oh my god i got so much done today yes yes (laughs) you're like oh my god i got so much done today and i'm ready to go out and i don't want to stay at home and the energy is flowing so you can just spin a lot of plates and that is your inner summer. 
but you have to be careful because there are vulnerabilities with every single phase um so your inner summer can if because it's only three to four around three to four days it's the shortest phase of your cycle oh wow um you can do too much and and try to stay in that energy of your inner summer and carry it through to your inner autumn mm. which is your premenstrual phase okay so this is your luteal phase so if you're trying to keep up with that summer energy and you go into the next phase which is your luteal phase your inner autumn when you think about autumn what are you thinking about? What kind of things come to your mind? Leaves falling, having a rake outside. <laughs> sort of like getting ready for the winter season, right? Getting ready for that coziness, like wanting to slow down a little bit, like feeling like you want to sip some hot chocolate, that kind of stuff. Right? So it's like, okay, summer's over and I'm cool with that. I'm ready to focus on me right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to prioritize myself right now. And that's how you can look at your inner autumn. But because we don't have the education, because the awareness is not around how our bodies are changing hormonally week to week, we try and push through because that is what society has told us that our our output and our productivity is what is valuable. And so it's what makes us worthy when we know that that is a lie. It's not what, how much you do is about managing your energy, right? So use your inner autumn to prioritize yourself, to turn the outside focus off and bring it back to yourself because this is the journey when you feel that shift in energy because you will you're like oh how come i don't have that kind of energy anymore right mm-hmm. when you feel that shift in energy it's then a kind of call to retreat like you tune into yourself and you recognize it's time for me to slow down it's time for me to get finish off what i started this season right or this cycle finish off my work focus and you know put some attention on me and get myself ready for my bleed mm-hmm. and that is how it works and if mm. everybody knew these different amazing seasons that you can really harness then you'll have more flow more balance more success more influence and more impact in your life yeah absolutely and I love the way you describe it as like the seasons I think it's really an easy way to understand and I'm I guess I shouldn't be surprised about the ovulation phase being so short because we did you mentioned that there are only really a few days of the month that you actually can get pregnant, right? And that's during that time. But I guess since we're talking about productivity or we lead into that for a second, and you were sort of saying that's the time when you really can get things done, the energy is flowing, all that good stuff. Does that necessarily mean that, you know, out in the inner autumn or um, the winter or the spring that we're not meant to take action? Is that more planning? And is it sort of suggested beyond take action a couple of days out of the month or or how no explain that a little bit more so okay so your ovulation phase is short because there's only a small short around amount of time that if you are engaging in sexual activity of a man right if you're having if you've got a sexual relationship with a man and there's sperm available available or left there then it's it's only there for about four, four to five days right mm-hmm. so it's so that's the big event, right? But it doesn't mean that you take you have to take all of your action in that four to five days. I personally think, so I'm in my ovulation phase right now. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was just talking to somebody else. I was just on another podcast. And actually, I just recorded a podcast episode of my own. Because oh, wow. <laughs> I had to talk about this, right? And this is when you misdirect your energy, okay? So ovulation, like I said to you, is a time where you're meant to be seen. And it's great for you to, to talk and to network nurture your community if you're a coach or you're a business owner whatever um or be with your family right and um go on hot dates or whatever right Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that you are taking action during that time 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you're launching a program, launch it in your inner summer because you're going to have energy, right? Okay. However, your luteal phase, so your inner autumn, I personally find that is the time that I'm able to really get down and take a lot of action. Not only is it the longest phase of my cycle, but because I've balanced my hormones now and I I no longer deal with the kind of like bullshit PMS symptoms, right? I don't deal Mm -hmm. with those symptoms anymore. I'm able to focus because I'm not, I don't have that outside attention focus. I've got this, this is what I need to do right now, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say during your spring is a really great time to brainstorm, right? Brainstorm, research, do some creative writing and thinking. The connections are really quick and fast. And during your summer, you're outward. You're trying to like, manifest the things that you want speak it into existence and talk yeah Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you can't take action you can but just be wary that you're you've got so much energy it needs to be directed correctly okay right and then your your inner autumn is that focused deep focus work and even during your bleeding phase there's still a um you can still do like evaluation looking at Mm -hmm. data and comparing your month to last that kind of stuff so there's a time and a place, everything, or a reason and a season, right? Yeah, that's, I love how you kind of broke down some examples of things you could do in those phases. I think as we talk about, um, you mentioned, you know, some of the listeners are entrepreneurs or they're hoping to become those entrepreneurs and I think, or even working from home right now, right? Or people exactly. that have just sort of transitioned as a result of everything happening. Yeah. And it's sort of, I think, giving those examples of what you can do throughout the different steps of your, or the different stages of your um, cycle is really important. So I really like that you mentioned during like that bleeding cycle, like you can just do some work where you're kind of like, um, if you're doing, uh, what was that thing called? When you're doing like analytics that you're looking at, like maybe social media, you're looking at, um, you know, I think people like budgeting or whatever that is, like more of that sort of computer work where you're, I, I just, yeah. yeah, like I imagine being like cuddled up on the couch with like a blanket and being able to just do something on my computer that's not too strenuous for my mind or physically. And I'm just kind of yeah. doing it and taking it slow, but you're still getting stuff done. So you don't necessarily, yeah. cause I know I would personally feel like even when I'm like sick and I can't get stuff done, if I don't get stuff done, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm like panicking. So this is a good way to still get something done but just in a more chill way to really honor yeah. that that section of your cycle yeah absolutely and i love that. that that phase of your cycle is your the left and the right side of your brain are working more optimally so you're able to like i said like that time is about clarity right so you might be thinking something that was bothering you whether in your business or your or your relationship that was bothering you in your luteal phase you're in autumn during that menstrual phase, you will have the clarity if you surrender to being still, no joke, mm-hmm. right? So surrender to be still and you'll have you'll be able to make those connections a little bit better, especially if you're digging into financials and data. It's just going to flow better and that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, no, I love that. And um, typically I found before, uh, I think it still might be the same thing, my cycle would fall around the new moon period. So really interesting that you, again, are mentioning, you know, taking that time to get clarity. Because for me, I love to do journaling around like the new moon period, especially yeah. about what I want to create, right, for the upcoming <laughs> for the upcoming month. Yeah. I think it's it does give you that clarity. And I think one of the big things I always talk about is when it comes to like conscious manifestation is like you do have to get clear on what you want. If you're just like, I want to be happy. It's like, okay, well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, we all want to be 
happy? Like, what does that mean for you? What does that look yeah. like? What does this ideal life look like for you? And if you don't have that clarity, how do you ever know if you're on the right path to going there? How do you ever know what the inspired action steps to take are? Like, you won't know. Yeah. So I think that's kind of linking those two is really great. And I know that some people, because um, I've looked in that, I think there's like some people's cycles sync up with like the full moon or certain parts of the moon phases. And I don't know if you know um, anything. About, I don't even know about the new moon one because I looked up mine specifically <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is awesome. It changes. Um, it absolutely changes. So like the lunar cycle is brilliant if you are on hormonal contraception or if you have irregular cycles. Um, or if you're no longer menstruating, right? A lot of people that have gone into menopause use the lunar cycle to still cycle sync. Oh, wow. Okay. Because we are linked to the moon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Believe it or not, we are, okay? The moon is not just some random thing. I don't have to tell you Mm -hmm. this, Deandre. I know you know this. The moon is not just (laughs) some random thing that just glows at night, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's got power. Everything here has power and purpose, right? So, um... Yeah, so some women and some women who bleed on the new moon, yeah. So if you bleed on the new moon, that is like typically that is your menstruation, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you some women bleed on a full moon, I sometimes bleed on the full moon. So there's this um, what's the word? Uh, like there's this saying mm-hmm. that if you bleed on a full moon, then you're more of a teacher, a healer, and if you mm-hmm. bleed on the new moon, then you're more of a mother and something like that. I don't know the actual specifics of that, but I do know that I direct my clients who are on hormonal birth control or uh, of in perimenopause and they have irregular cycles maybe to sync up with the moon. Mm, okay that's really interesting and I love that again we're talking about the moon because I think it is very powerful like you say and it does have so much impact on a lot of things I also noticed again um even before when I was I think I was doing this like without knowing sort of like syncing up my um a cycle with the moon when I was on birth control and didn't have a period it was sort of like I started to realize like oh I feel this way around the new moon and I tend to feel this way around when the full moon is approaching and I would notice those things and I would start to track it with my moods Um, or even just like my it was like my appetite too weirdly enough it was like certain things was like really synced up with certain cycle or certain parts of the cycle of the moon so that was really interesting um but you mentioned the seed cycling method I've seen that a little bit on your post so tell us about what the seed cycling method is um Again, what it is and why would any of our listeners want to implement this into their life, like if it is important for them? So this is a really quick and easy way for you to balance your hormones, okay? So a lot of the, the, in my experience of working with women, a lot of um, symptoms that I see is estrogen dominance, okay? Okay. So estrogen dominance can can cause things like um, bloating, painful, long, heavy periods, PMS symptoms, like all of those things, and um, a way for you to balance out your hormones. So the hormones that I'm talking about that we want to be balancing is estrogen, testosterone, and um, progesterone, okay? And obviously, everything within our hormonal system, which is called our endocrine system, is interconnected, okay? Everything's interconnected. Your adrenal glands, your thyroid hormone, it's all interconnected. Um, and if your adrenals are out of whack, then it's going to affect your progesterone. If your thyroid is out of whack, it's going to affect your estrogen. Do you see what I mean? So in order for a quick way for you to get used to getting your hormones balanced is to try seed cycling. So it's a method in which you use 
two different types of seeds during one phase of your cycle, sorry, the first half of your cycle, and then you use a different two types of seeds during the second half of your cycle. So during the first half of your cycle, we're going to call this the follicular phase. And the second half of your cycle, we're going to call that your luteal phase. Okay. So let's just say for now, we're saying spring and autumn. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So during your um, follicular phase, you want to be seed cycling with fresh ground um, pumpkin seeds and flaxseed. Okay. Okay. So pumpkin seeds contains a lot of zinc, which helps boost your estrogen um, production. Okay. Okay. And you, you can either sprinkle this on your smoothie or on your smoothies, on your porridges or your breakfasts or your salads, or you can um, freshly grind them um, in like that and then just keep them in a glass jar in your fridge. Yeah. And then you're able to like just use these seeds during that first half of your cycle. So it becomes second nature. It's not like a chore. It becomes like a part of just your daily routine and habit. Like, oh, breakfast, get my seeds on. Okay. And I've got highlights on my Instagram if anybody's confused about what I'm talking about. And I've also got um, a free action guide, which takes you through this as well. Anyway, so then in the second part of your cycle, you want to be seed cycling with sesame seeds and um, sunflower seeds. Okay. Okay. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to boost progesterone. So the reason why we're boosting progesterone is because our bodies are naturally trying to prepare us to have a baby right Mm -hmm. progesterone is what you can call the chill pill hormone right it's the hormone that is meant to relax you and also to provide the environment to keep um an embryo safe right what i found is that there's too many um instances where people aren't producing enough progesterone and when you don't produce enough progesterone you are stressed right you are in fight or flight mode your moods Mm -hmm. are anxious and you are just on edge right you don't know how to relax so what we want to do is boost your progesterone production and also to the latter um the later part of our cycle is flush out any excess estrogen because if we've got too much estrogen in that latter part of our cycle then we are going to feel irritable, cramping, cravings, all of these things, right? We want estrogen in the first half of our cycle because it boosts our mood, it gives us our curves, it gives us our energy, all of these mm-hmm. things. But in the latter part of your cycle, we, we estrogen boosts a little bit at the beginning and then it drops and it needs to kind of stay there until we go into the next cycle. Okay. So you can take these seeds at different times because they're providing um, nutritional support for your hormones, right? Wow. To support our hormones. So yeah, it's a really great way to get into some sort of method of, you know, working with your cycle. And I would say you're going to start seeing results within two to three cycles. Wow. I'm literally going to the grocery store after this. So I'm I'm like, you don't have to tell me twice. I'll be (laughs) at the grocery store today. I'm going to like watch your highlights right after this too. Take some notes and then do some research on this too. Because this is like, as you're describing sort of some of the the brief symptoms you described of like just having too much estrogen, right? In the the latter part of your cycle. I'm like, wait a second. Is that me? (laughs) Yeah. Like that that could be me right? It's common. Yeah. Mm. It's very common. And, you know, unless you have the information or you're working with a coach or someone who can tell you why you're experiencing the things, you're just not, you're not going to know because we haven't been told. And then, like, yes. This stuff in school. Yeah. Which is, 
every time I kind of go back to that, it's it's very upsetting just that this information is truly not given to us. It's like we're told like, yeah, that annual pap smear, make sure you get it. But it's like, what what about everything else? Like, what about everything else? So yeah. But um, I mean, maybe we'll see some of that sort of change moving forward as like coaches like yourself are popping up more and more and helping to actually bring awareness to this information and, and talk about these things that it's like mind blowing to me, but it makes so much sense. And it's like, I am very excited to have discovered you and this information. I'm excited um, for your journey now. Huh? I'm excited for your journey with it oh, now. Me too. Literally, I'm excited about like just the, um, I don't know if you know the the natural, it's like the natural birth control. It's called, um, what is it? Is it called natural, natural, natural cycles? cycles? Natural cycles, the app yeah. and you do the yeah. temperature. And that's what I've been doing to look. Cause at first I was just using flow and tracking. And then I was like, okay, I want to um, use my temperature too and start tracking even more. So I use yeah. that. And that's been really helpful for me to sort of like, that, like put dip my toe into this and really start yeah. to learn about my body and you're taking action to learn more about how your body's changing week to week mm-hmm. exactly. that's it. the awareness is the gateway that's why i always say awareness is the gateway to everything just flooding in that you mm-hmm. need to know to absolutely increase your your potential absolutely so one of the questions I also have is just sort of the myths, right, around menstrual cycle. So what are some of like, I guess, the, the myths that you've heard that you're like, oh no, we got to talk about this. And then tell us why, I guess, those specific ones are important and just what the truth is, right? So what the myth is and then what the truth is. So, oh my God, I've actually got a podcast episode on this on five. Periods. Okay. I have to link that too yeah. below in the show notes. Oh my God. So yeah, five myths. So if I can remember them off the top of my head, I'll, I'll give you a couple. Cause I mm-hmm. yeah, like one or two, three. So the first one is that, um, pain is normal, mm-hmm. right? Pain isn't normal. <laughs> really your cramping isn't normal we are meant to feel slight discomfort because of course we've built up this muscle for an entire month our uterine our endometrium lining has grown full and lush and it's been pumped with all of these immune boosting um protecting cells and yeah like obviously it's grown nice and full because it thinks that there's going to be a implanted embryo right Mm mm-hmm but the pain that you're experiencing with your menstrual cycle, if your pain, so this is how my pain used to be. I would be on the toilet. What would you mm-hmm. say? The, yeah, you were Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be on the toilet and I would be hunched over with a hot water bottle strapped to my, in oh. between my dressing gown. I would crawl out of the bathroom to my bed, lay in bed and then crawl back. And like, I'll just be crawling around the house the whole day. Like, mm-hmm. that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Like, why have we normalized the fact that pain is normal? It's not. So the reason why we have menstrual cramping, like I said, so estrogen, but also this thing called prostaglandins. So prostaglandins, are, um, they're like natural um, anti-inflammatory, um, I can't speak. <laughs> and they're like anti-inflammatory properties, okay? Mm-hmm. So we, we produce um, two types of prostaglandin. If we have too much of one of them, so which is E2, then that's when we will have uterine cramping. So that is found when you have too much estrogen. 
okay? Okay. So if we reduce the levels of prostaglandins that are built up over the, the course of your cycle, your menstrual cramping will go down. But what's so incredible about our bodies is that one of the prostaglandins that are produced is a natural um, painkiller. Mm. So we can actually heal our own bodies with what is being produced, right? But if we have too much of one thing, right? And they always say this, like, what's the phrase? Um, it's like, don't have too much. Wait. It's like too much of a good thing is not good, but it, it, they say yeah. it better than that. So they say it more. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, mm -hmm. So if we have too much of that prostaglandin, then we're going to have contractions, right? And the reason why we have them in the first place, right, is because our bodies are designed to hold a baby or hold an embryo, or whatever. So when um, they're like they they're linked to like contractions. So when we have contractions are a message right so when you're having a contraction when you're having a baby it's a mess oh baby's coming we've got to test it this is here mm -hmm. this is there's a time in yeah but when we have too much of the other one it causes menstrual cramping and it doesn't have to be that way i don't have period pains i used mm -hmm. to now it's just hot water bottle just for comfort and just chilling on the sofa mm -hmm. right? so pain isn't normal so we're going to bust that myth right now um another one um the pill regulates your hormones or oh, we're not talking about the pill right now <laughs> oh we can talk about the pill you could do that one that's a good one though the pill regulates your hormones so yeah no okay <laughs> like no cancel it delete it no. no so the pill has the do you know what the the pill has been a game changer for women mm -hmm. back in the 1950s when it was um, brought to the market women were able to go to work they were able to go to university finish college um, it created the opportunity for women to be paid more money right I think there was a 33 percent pay increase for women across the board mm -hmm. when the pill was introduced it gave us choices right yeah um, but there's health scares that come with that and the pill's not designed to regulate your hormones the pill is designed to shut off your communication between your brain and your ovaries and when your brain and your ovaries aren't communicating, then your hormones are not being regulated, right? It doesn't make any sense. Mm. <laughs> so for those of people that are listening and, and um, they've been told that the pill is going to, you know, regulate your hormones or regulate your period, you're not having a period when you're on the pill, right? Or, or mm. you're on hormonal. When I say the pill, I'm going to talk about all hormonal birth control. I was going to ask, yeah, does that encompass like, um, you know, IUD and the, the ring and the patch and yeah. all the things we have now, yeah. all the options. Oh my God, so many. Right? That's hormonal yeah. that contains the synthetic estrogen yeah. and the synthetic progesterone. Oh, it's not even progesterone, it's estrogen, estradiol and um, really? progesterone progestin yeah so they're synthetic they're not the oh. actual hormones that your body would produce yeah um so what happens is it shuts down ovulation yeah which is you know some people want to shut down ovulation because mm. they don't, they're trying to prevent pregnancy or maybe you went on the pill to sort out your skin or to mm -hmm. um i don't know like if you're having some women who i know who have pmdd symptoms they're on the pill Right. There's many reasons why you go on the pill. I'm not anti-pill. I'm not trying to throw shade or judgment or whatever. I'm just trying to educate and open up the um, open up your awareness to yeah. the facts and the truth. And 
it doesn't regulate your hormones or your period because you don't you're not having a period the blood that you see when you're on the pill is a withdrawal bleed so it's not yeah it's not you're not having a menstrual cycle because you're not you're not ovulating so wow so you know how you have the I think you have that like the the seven days where you take like the sugar pill or the placebo whatever or sometimes you don't take any depending on what pill you're taking so it's like just wow that's not a period but they but it's sort of like we're taught like oh I'm that's the period that you're having when you're on the pill so what actually happened is it was like a bit of a marketing ploy. So yeah. the day <laughs> when they were introducing the pill, I think there was a bit of an uproar or an, an outrage, whatever that phrase is, to women were saying, well, if I don't bleed, then you know, like that makes you feel like that's weird. Like why, yeah. how comes everything's being locked off, right? So they introduced the sugar pill. If you're mm-hmm. on the combined pill, the one that has estrogen and progesterone, then um, they introduced this kind of like break. Yeah. So it's a break. So it's a withdrawal bleed from wow. not taking the actual drug. Right. Wow. So if you're on the progestin only pill, the mini pill um, is the same. Any kind of breakthrough bleeding. If you're on hormonal contraception, you're not having a menstrual cycle. Wow. Period. So for example, with someone who, cause I, again, was on IUD and I, I just didn't have any bleeding at all. And I know some people who do have bleeding here, here. that that's the same thing for them. It's like almost like the sugar pill put on the IUD. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's, a, it's designed to ward off. Um, <clears throat> if you are having sex with a man, then it's designed to ward off any sperm stay in, right. And an implant implant in so the fact that your your communication between your brain and your ovaries has been shut off anyway you you're not ovulating and ovulation is what leads to your menstrual phase right Mm -hmm. it's a big event it's that you know the time that you know the egg is released or blah Mm -hmm. so yeah so the pill doesn't regulate your hormones oh wow my mind is blown (laughs) (laughs) and the period thing actually got me the sugar pill thing that's the part that i'm like Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a really oh, wow. And, you know, if you don't know this, it's not your fault. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, we're not taught that. It's, it, I mean, unless you go and you're, you're proactive about doing your own research, which, I mean, I, I don't know. You'd have to be in a, a Googling mood <laughs> to, exactly. to go down that rabbit hole. And it'd have to be yeah. something that you're like, oh, I kind of want to know about this. But it's not something we really think to to look into as much which is and just mind-blowing there's girls that are young as nine or eight years old that start their periods right yeah i was that was me i was like 10 really mm-hmm. see what i mean and like you're so young and wouldn't it be how amazing would it be can you imagine if you were told being 10 right mm-hmm. that your period is your superpower i was excited when i got it actually and then i sort of learned to not be Learn you know what I mean? Behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, it's here. Like it was this thing, like this excitement, this gift that I got. And then it was sort of like, no, this is, this is something you should be not even ashamed of, but it's like, this is, this is, uh, um, an inconvenience, I guess, to your life. Yeah. Right. And that's sort of how that narrative went not, for me. It's really not, I cannot mm-hmm. stress it enough that it's not. And I think we should all be excited because I, when I come on my period now, it's like Christmas Day for me. 
Oh my gosh, I love I it. literally, it's my Christmas day, I wear like, I put on like red clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds so random, but I put on like red, nice pajama bottoms. And I make like cacao and ashwagandha and I just like use adaptogens to like calm my nervous system. Mm-hmm. And it's just a day of bliss. Mm-hmm. When I look back, that day was just of so much pain. And it's all about reframing your pain into power. That is how you're able to tap into the gifts that you have. Wow. You mentioned um, adaptogens. Do you use Moon Juice or the brand Moon Juice? Right? Do you like them? Well, I'm in the UK, right? So there's no moon juice here. So I've got, um, I've got her book. What's I've called? Moon, I've got the moon juice cookbook. Oh, you have a cookbook? It's so, it's so pretty. And then, do you know what I love about it? So you're going to love this as well. Um, it's, it's about, it talks about beauty and body consciousness. I think oh. It says on the front. All the, yeah. You know, all of the things that she does is about like boosting your your beauty and your mind all of that and it's such a gorgeous cookbook and there's a lot of things in there that takes actually um it takes the methodology of eating to support your hormones i'm gonna have to get that i'm i'm literally gonna have to get that now because i just i got like the packet um of the different powders or what do they call it moon dust or the different dust yeah Yeah, and um love the brain like they're actually i loved all of them i think they're yeah i loved all of them and i've also been trying the magnesium (laughs) for just at night because i get restless legs at night like literally it'll happen right around 11 it's like my legs are just like i gotta move around and i take that and it's just i calm right down and it's like perfect for right before bed so i i didn't know there was a cookbook i don't know well i guess i just I just recently stumbled upon the brand so yeah. um haven't done like a ton of research into like all of their offerings but that's good to know they have a cookbook so that's, yeah. that's actually i'm very excited about this especially because i'm now getting into my own um journey of eating for just better better health like to feel better to treat my body better yeah. um just because i'm like i don't you know, for a lot of people, it's they they associate sort of like food and weight, and for them, it's like if they gain a lot of weight, that's when it's like, oh, I got to take my health seriously now because I'm gonna I'm overweight or I'm whatever. And for me, I don't tend to gain a lot of weight, and I don't yeah. eat like horribly, but I know I can eat much better. And um, looking into some of these resources, it's like it's very exciting for me to just start this journey <laughs> towards better. I'm excited for you and food listen everyone that's listening food is medicine oh yep you have to balance your hormones through eating foods that are going to support you at each phase of your cycle it's as simple as that and that has been you know if i never trained to be a makeup artist i would have been a chef Mm. because i i think we're here right now because i all i do is like watch chopped food network cooking network cooking channel i mean but that's that's literally yeah. what i would always do even growing up Me all too. i knew was um everyday italian on the, on the food network yeah i love watching cookery shows i love cooking i love going food shopping and like finding new ingredients and stuff like that so it's mm-hmm. like it's just a really great way to just harmonize that experience and make it fun for you like when you start eating to support your hormones it's not about restriction right it's not about taking adding the things that you need that are going to support you for the next phase of your cycle and that's what i find really exciting mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not a diet it's a lifestyle and you can make it your own <laughs> that's it that's it right there it's not a diet it's a lifestyle that's it that's what i always say it's like i this 
a lifestyle. Literally, you want to change your life if you want to. And I always bring it back to just manifestation and creating the life that you want. If you have this vision for this person who's like, you know, super fit and just like really into their health and like succeeding in all these areas of their life, but yet you're here not treating your body with respect in terms of what you're putting in it. It's like, how do you expect to manifest and create that life for yourself? Like you're going to create some sort of distorted version of it where, you know, you kind of have a a snippet of what you want, but you're not fully there because you're, you really aren't deserving of it truly. Right. Cause that person is not you. You're not being that ideal version of yourself. Um, yeah <laughs> but um just sort of as we start to wrap up i would love to know if there's any other self-care practices or habits that you've incorporated into your life as you're as you've been working on your journey to learn your cycle learn yourself and i know we talked i guess we touched on food a bit and we touched on just um even some of the things that you do during your actual bleed phase like but what are some other things that you do you know at any time during your cycle to sort of help you take care of you well, um, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that my cycle is literally my life, right? Mm. So I base everything around my cycle. So the things that I'm doing are just part, again, just part of my lifestyle. So things that I do on a regular basis that I'm, I'm all about making sure that you feel good. Like if you don't feel good, then you, how are you supposed to do the things that you want to do or show up the way that you want to show up? So for me i'm a very like i have slow mornings okay i get up like maybe two hours two and a half hours before my husband does sometimes three hours mm-hmm. up in early in the morning and i'm like okay let me just have a slow morning so i'll make green juice um i'll put like celery romaine lettuce ginger cucumber spirulina which is really good for your luteal phase so you're in it also write that one down literally take notes and apple cider vinegar and mm. then when i'm when i've got my juice i'm just just like i'm either listening um i do these um kind of like these self-hypnosis on myself i didn't know if i explained this at the beginning or if i told anyone but i'm sure you would have done it at the beginning of the intro um that i am a nlp and a hypnosis practitioner as well mm-hmm. so i do a lot of self-hypnosis so i'll be listening to a self-hypnosis like rewiring my mind to be the person that i know that i am at my essence and just be listening to that. And then once I've done that, I do a lot of EFT tapping. Mm-hmm. So emotional freedom techniques, which is just, it's so amazing. Like, um, so I'm tapping on the different meridians of my face and my body and it releases so much energy. And I do this about five times out of the day. I do oh, wow. It doesn't take long. Like I can do a five minute session. I can do mm-hmm. a 10 minute session. But EFT for me is so powerful for me to just shake what is not serving me and get on with what I need to do. Um, when it comes to my cycle, one thing that I do during my, my menstrual phase, which I think you'll find really helpful is when I journal, I journal in red. Mm. Right. So I call this my period pages. So I do this because when I flip back through my journal and you know, if I want to reflect on something, I will easily spot when I was on my period and see how powerful my wisdom was. Wow. It's so incredible when you look back and you see what you've written when you're on your period. It blows your mind. So definitely try that one. Wow. I'm going to have to try that. That sounds really awesome. Just a simple um, thing to do, but very powerful, especially as you go back and you're doing that reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, make, I'm literally taking these notes and I know when I listen back um, to this episode, I'm going to be taking even more notes. So this has been a very, very insightful episode and um, just basically I came into it thinking it was going to be very amazing and I'm glad that I, it has exceeded expectations of that high standard already. So thank you. But um, just again, as we're wrapping up for anyone that's wanting to work with you, wanting to contact you, just even wanting to just kind of like lean into your work a little bit more, learn more about you, what you do, where can they find you? Of course, I'm going to link uh, all of your socials down below. So I guess you can still say it though, yeah, but we'll link it. But where can they find you? The website, the, um, the social, all the things. Social is at statusflow.co. And the link to my website is just literally in the link in my bio on Instagram, which is just like a little mini website. Um, for you to start working with your cycle straight away, I've got a free action guide, which is called the Perfect Flow Formula. So inside that guide, you've got the Status Flow Collective Menstrual Cycle Tracker. So it's just a downloadable tracker. And I basically help you to get in tune with your cycle just a little bit. Um, the, the seed cycling methods in there as well. So you can definitely check that out. And also I uncover a little bit about PMS anxiety and what you can do to overcome that. So that's the free um, action guide. You can check that out. And then in terms of working for me, so I'm currently um, in the midst of my um, group coaching program, which is called Flow Zone Alchemy. And um, we're in week three at the moment. It's an eight week program. I plan to um, reopen my group coaching program in maybe around September. Okay. So keep an eye out for that. And then I also, I'm fully booked at the moment, but I work with clients one-on-one. And when you work with me one-on-one, it's a minimum of three months. So it's a 12-week um, weekly incredible transformation where we're not just, you know, helping you through your period problems, but also really tapping into what is it that you want to do in this world, right? Mm-hmm. How do you want to lead your business or all of those amazing things? So, yeah. And That's- I've got a YouTube channel as well. Oh, it's all love in, it. in my bio. Okay. I didn't know that. That's amazing. I yeah. love it. Okay. In the podcast. You <laughs> know about the podcast. Um, yeah. But yes, thank you so much, Vianney, for coming on and chatting with me all about just periods and cycles and the birth control stuff that we touched on, which was so good. Um, I know that this episode is, I always say this, but this is literally one of my favorites. It's so insightful, um, so many good takeaways, and just really practical things to apply into your life in order to just help you learn more about your body and just how you are as a woman, if you're listening to this. And if you are not a woman, you can definitely recommend this to a woman in your life who could use this information. So thank you again for coming on and chatting with me. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Okay, so I know today's episode was juicy. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, or share Manifest Daily with a friend or on social media. If you do share on social media, don't forget to tag me at the Manifest Daily. And if you want even more of the Manifest Daily spiritual and wellness tea, head over to www.themanifestdaily.com. It's also linked in the show notes where you can learn all about our new membership, take a free tour, or enroll in an annual or month-to-month subscription today. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you and I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Bye.
Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.